from the creators of Relevant Magazine. This is the Relevant Podcast. It's the week of March 11th, 2016. This is the Relevant Podcast. I am not your host, Cameron Strang. Yeah, really. This is weird. In this strange... Where's Dad? I'm a Cameron Strang impersonator. (laughs) Yeah. Wow, you're doing a bang-up job. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, Today's show is brought to you by Squarespace, one of our favorite spots. You're doing a... (laughs) But you mean that. I do. You actually use Squarespace in your real life. I do mean that. Is it weird? Are you laughing because you're kind of an adult right now? Yeah, yeah, I'm laughing because I feel like I'm trying Dad's clothes on and they actually fit. (laughs) Right, right. It feels like I should be doing this. I don't really need to get this tailored. I'm actually... I'm wearing this. Um, So, Squarespace, they have sites that look professionally designed regardless of your skill level there's no coding required but you can if you're good at coding oh really i didn't know that yeah you actually yeah, you, can code yeah because people like jeremiah are very skilled at these that's right things, yeah. yes i but am several of the rest of us are are not at all but we both look equally proficient exactly the sites are intuitive they have easy to use tools and you get a free domain if you sign up for a year which is pretty awesome <laughs> I, I we can't make that joke anymore but our sweet joy you know you know joyous matrimony dot squarespace I, I, mean, com. I wanted to promote square space by just leaving them on the end of the yeah. domain. Oh, so, what a know. loyal so what a sweet. loyal podcaster. Man, you're so well, our Oscars, we actually have Oscars.biz, so it yeah. doesn't even have to be a .com site, because .biz yeah. exists yeah. by the way. Yeah. yeah, when when we announce Oscars, it's actually interesting because we get this email from Squarespace. When we announce it, like the lights dim in their uh-huh. building because the servers <laughs> are just like sucking power because yeah. around the globe people are voting literally by the tens for <laughs> more of these, these categories. Wait, so yeah. just to clarify, it's Oscars.biz. Oscars. Forward slash Squarespace.com. Yeah. Forward slash Squarespace.bandcamp.com. I don't know why it's it's so hard for people to get this. It's Oscars. O-S-K-A-R-Z. It could not be more intuitive. It's exactly like it sounds. Yeah, it's as easy as it could be. You can start your free trial today with no credit card required at Squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. That's nice of them. Yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, That's it really is. not as easy as it looks, is it? No. Well, you sound yeah. like a goofball. Yeah, isn't yeah, that awesome? Great. Yeah. Well, today on the show, well, like we've been talking about Oscars for, I mean, it seems like years now at this point. <laughs> Have we ever stopped? Yeah, really? Can I just interrupt? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, I did a ton of research to figure out, you know, before I joined the podcast, I was like, what's sure. Oscars.biz? I know it front and back. But yeah. for those who are listening who may not know what Oscars <laughs> is. I, I I think, you know, you, you, you see the Oscars as you know, the cornerstone of the podcast season sure. in, in many ways. I mean, we have all, you know, how many episodes? Like 50 a year? Yeah. 51. But they're 51. all centered around this moment right. where we we honor the best in, you know, everything we've done in the past reality TV shows. Yeah. We've done animated gifts. This year we're tackling internet memes. Yeah. This is the, it's really the only award show that matters. It's all you need to see. It's voted on by the podcast listeners. And let me just say this. It is quite the treat this year. Uh, so quite the treat. It's basically like, here's some stuff. Vote on it. 
<laughs> right. Yeah. It's a celebration of Jesse's internet, because as we all know, <laughs> Jesse yeah. lives more of his life on the internet than he does in his real life. And so this is a celebration of all the things that Jesse has come to love and respect so dearly. And like you said, we have 51 shows of this podcast a year, 51. and I'd say about half of them are leading up to the Oscars, <laughs> and the yeah. other half are the response to the Oscars. Yeah, it, it's really it's really a build-up, and it takes that long to come down from the high that is the Oscars. I mean, this is curated internet this is the internet curated i mean literally i i spend most of the weeks of the year reading every page of the internet it's quite exhausting <laughs> and i distill it down to 10 categories so right. you all should really be far more grateful Thank than you, what i'm getting here oh we're so grateful yeah, no, no, is- no no i'm i'm sorry i haven't like i, I thank you yeah. <laughs> thank you for doing what you do yeah thank you jesse we all appreciate your work so that's coming up later but if that's not enough to quench your hunger, what? We also have Andrew Peterson on talking oh. about his new record. It's called The Burning Edge of Dawn. It's a, an incredible album, and he gives us an inside look at a few of his favorite tracks. So, yeah, yeah. it's really exciting. Yeah. Well, like I said, I'm your host, Jeremiah Dunlap. But we will be referring to you as Dad from here on out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here with me in our Orlando studios, Eddie Big Cat Coffles. Thanks. Still never hosted. <laughs> Coming up from the B string, somehow made it on the show with another girl. Who knows how it happened? (laughs) Tiffany Brunson's in the studio here with us. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) All the way from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. And back and married for the first time, may I announce to you, Mrs. Matt Reed. <laughs> the missus is present. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations. We we all went to your wedding and then we did a recap episode of your oh. wedding. Yeah. Oh, I know. All we right. were we were flying back from our honeymoon. We oh, thought, no. Oh, look at that. Oh. Look, there's they did a podcast. They talked oh. about us. Oh. Let's listen to it. Oh, this is and, uncomfortable. And jo- Joy, I wanna hear I want I wanna hear how that was really the highlight of the honeymoon. So I, yeah. yeah, and I assumed you wouldn't ever come back to the show, so we said some things <laughs> that we did not think would get rebuttaled. But alas we, we assumed we were burning a bridge there, but yeah. uh, you're back. <laughs> right. And we want to hear your feedback so well i don't want to take too much time because obviously well, people are probably sick of me joy, talking about my wedding cameron's not here we can do whatever we want to this show's going to be nine hours long unedited. <laughs> when dad's away joy can play That's let's do right. it yeah yeah well, okay so listen first of all i just have to say i think you guys did a phenomenal job and there was the mics were not working so right people, even the wedding party i just talked to liz last night they could not hear what you were saying when they walked out. So I know you guys did brilliant stuff. It was just, it was the fault of the well, mics. Well, they may not heard it, but our 500,000 weekly listeners definitely heard what Eddie and Jesse were saying <laughs> between the breaks. I think the big mistake was that I didn't hear what I was saying. Right. And I think that's <laughs> where some sort of disassociative thing happened. And a lot of things were said, friend. Well, on that, no. So on that, <laughs> to that end. This is where you shot yourself in the foot because I talked to my parents this week and they were dying because... Because my dad was like, he goes, until I listened to the podcast, oh. until I listened to it, I didn't even know that Eddie said, pray to their God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, just be honest with me. What did he say? Because that was the only one that I feel like I could not get myself out of if there was a problem. He was, he was dying because he loved Jesse's rebuttal of, they are a monotheistic. <laughs> 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 that's the bare, the bare minimum requirement. 
was to acknowledge not not just Christianity, Eddie. Just could you at least do monotheism? Yeah. But like, like they're they're introducing okay. the prayer. We don't need a theology lesson here, Eddie. All but right. we would like to know that they believe in in, in you know a single oh, God. God. I'd love to hear your perspective of that night because we were all sitting pretty close to the table. You were sitting pretty far back in the room. So Jesse and Eddie were on stage. All mm-hmm. of us that went were right in front of the stage, and then the 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 table for all the bride and groom and all the you know wedding party was pretty far. Yeah. What was happening back there? Because we were kind of losing it, but what we were laughing at was how bad they were bombing. Mm-hmm. You know, but like that was our I, favorite thing. Th- well, maybe it's just me, but I think that they're hilarious. So I was I was trying to like. I mean, people come up to the bride and groom, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm trying to listen. Trying to watch the show here. (laughs) Yeah. I got two dummies, like, dive bombing in front of me. (laughs) (laughs) It was, I'll just say this. I'll just say this. For my first joke, it was clear that there was an audio problem. I mean, it was one of two things. Right. It was one of two things. And I'm confident it was just people were not hearing the, the construct of the joke. Right. Because I've reviewed them, you know, repeatedly. And I. You know, I'm blaming that DJ. Who was that guy? <laughs> he was very nice. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing. You know, if I would have known about, you know, these quote-unquote audio issues, I would have just shouted at people right. yeah. the entire Individually. time. I would have had no problem with that, yeah. Okay. Individually. Unless you have something else specific to rebuttal, Joy, I would love to hear how you felt about the wedding and the ceremony and the reception and your honeymoon and everything. Like, yeah. this is it. We've been waiting to hear from you. Here's here's the thing that I, I feel like I want to say to the podcast listeners, because <laughs> listening to your recap made it sound like you wanted to be in bed at 7.15 uh-huh. and it was the longest night of your life. And here... It, I mean, it, it was and the midnight. thing is, it was intentional. Like you asked Shauna, you were like, um, you know, how many, or maybe it was Cameron, like how many toasts are at a typical yeah. wedding? Yeah. And that is my, that is my question for us all. What is a typical wedding? Hey, what hey. Is, like, well, now wow. it's yours. Guys, what is normal? You know, yeah, I w- no, no. Okay. Enjoy the amount of toast that should be at your wedding. The, the hyper fast rule is however many you want. That's right. It's That's your day. True. You. Yeah, Thank it's you. your big day. I didn't mind them. I, okay. I found well, them all entertaining. I loved it. To, to, to imitate Cameron. Right. They were t- some of them were 12 minutes long. <laughs> I, I do not think that any of them were 12 minutes long. No. But the whole point, we only emailed people that we knew would give, we said, roasts or toasts or skits or songs. So, I mean, I think it's a... Basically anything. Right. Anything. They just do a anything. roast, toast, skit, or song. <laughs> and they did, that, they did just that. All of that happened. There yeah. was a roast, toast, skit, and song. Yeah. Yeah. We did hope that there would be more roasts and skits than... I felt like there was more toast than we kind of would have... We even said in the email, like, don't do like, oh, Matt and Joy are great. Do like, tear us apart or right. do something funny. Right. And... Um, I mean that closing well, thing of my friend Liz and Miriam where they did a musical montage. Yeah, that I was mean, fantastic. That took a lot of work. I yeah. know, and that's where I the, the whole idea was several years ago I heard about a friend who went to a wedding in Germany that like lasted to like four or five in the morning and just all the friends did like songs and skits and and my friend Liz and I were talking about the fact that we feel like maybe it is more of an American culture to be like this is this event that I'm going to on this day and right. I'm going to show up and then I'm going to I should be able to leave and go home and go to bed by 
such and such a time. That This is not a pointed argument at you, Eddie. That's a sweet, <laughs> I don't care. I get tired. That's a sweet burn. If I'm in Germany, I'm tired. If I'm in America, I'm tired. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this body shuts down at 11 o'clock. <laughs> but, I, but I do feel like, why why don't we sell, like, where else do you got to go? I mean, I understand if you have, you know, narcolepsy and you need to go to bed. <laughs> oh but it's gosh. like an event. And I feel like I've been to weddings where they start the dance floor when people are still kind of like eating dinner because they have nothing else planned. Sure. And the dance floor here didn't start to like 9.30, 9.45. People were ready to dance. They were itching. And that was a pretty good dance floor, am I right? Yeah, they were yeah. itching. We were hungry for the dance floor. And, and can, yeah. but, but I have to say this because I was talking to Eddie before the wedding, right? And I, we were talking about if we were going to go to the after party. And here's Eddie's exact words. Here's his, I'm, I'm quoting him verbatim. Okay. He says, I am in Portland with my wife with no kids. Of course I'm going. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I, I, Eddie. Truth, truth be told, I really thought I was going to go. And then there was just a lot of talking and a lot right. of people. And that was it. And so yeah. I decided that what Joy would want the most is for my heart to be refueled. Exactly. Right. And it's not going to happen by having another beer with some friends. It's going to happen by Pop Pop taking an Uber home. <laughs> and I get, and I totally, I get being maxed out. What I also didn't know until I listened to the podcast was that your wife jumped on the mic. That oh, was yeah. hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. That and was awesome. If there's anybody above 40 here yeah. in Cameron was the only one that raised his hand. It was the best. I was so proud of her. Yeah. And then lastly, Jesse, you did not look like wait staff. I, I think maybe you guys are yeah, we all more disagree. of a West Coast thing. I, I thought yeah. like a lot of people were. Yeah, it's a West Coast thing that all the waiters in the West Coast wear. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, 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 no. No, no. Bow ties are universal. Little black bow ties with little gray coats and a little little tiny manicured beard and a little hair and his little black pants are universally waiter. Whether you're at this German wedding that you speak of or an American right. wedding, he's a waiter. Yeah, Joy, your wedding party looked fantastic in in the bow ties. They look like you know they had they had suits that were made for bow ties. Like I said, I just felt like. I would not have been out of place if I was overseeing the ba- valet booth and everyone's car keys. That's it. <laughs> right. Just you, for me you, were, you were one apron away from about $200 in tips. <laughs> okay, and in closing, I don't want to start a riff between Eddie and Jesse, but Eddie, I don't know if you're yes, aware you or not. Yes, but you do. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> Jesse's sweet wife, Dana, who we all finally got to meet and see that she's a real she's person. She's real. She exists. exists. She's real. Yeah. Wonderful. Her. Really poor, nice. Poor girl. Um, but she wrote a very sweet email to my mother. Um, and then my mother wrote back and said that she wanted to have you guys come to their house in Michigan. So I don't That's know, Eddie, so if you got that same email. To her mom. Why would Dana email your mom? To thank her for the wonderful wedding. And and and, and Eddie, do you know I told Dana I said what please on earth? reply. I said I said I said Eddie I told I said Dana please reply because I definitely want to go to that sweet house in Michigan. <laughs> so Eddie, I don't know if we'll be seeing you there. Joy, I can't wait. It sounds lovely. Man. <laughs> Hold on, I just got a text from your dad who said, uh, thanks so much, we'll actually plan a special weekend for you and Brianne and the girls to come up. It won't be on the, like, everyone welcome, kind of, like, super boring uh, carry weekend. The so tour day Michigan. Really fun, yeah, because I was just texting your dad thanking him also for the it, fun. It, well, well here's, here's the reason he, they invited us, because, Eddie, we don't have a hard lights out at 1050. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the time doesn't change when I move time zones. Right. So at 9 o'clock, I politely excuse myself 
himself from the <laughs> whatever we're doing. Shushing. Yeah, and the then aperitif. we hear him upstairs clearing his throat, shushing everyone. <laughs> <laughs> That's really funny. At fifteen. Yeah. At fifteen. Okay. Well, Joy, um, since you've been gone, a lot has happened. So it's time for our oh. weekly look back at what has happened in entertainment and culture. It's time for. In case you missed it. Nickelodeon is making a Legends of the Hidden Temple Woo! TV movie, which I think is just made for that audience that was born in like the 1990s, like you actually, Tiffany. You were born in the 1990s. 91. 91. Well, well, I think I think you're technically a child of the 90s if you if you were a child. So like I was born in the 80s, but I still yeah. consider myself somewhat a child yeah. of the 90s. I was 10 I to 20. This. Well, and if we years. were if you were born in the 80s, like we were the age, like it was our peers that were on the show. I think it's wherever you where culture was influencing both your dress and action okay so like a child of the 80s really probably like i was zero to nine in the 80s so i was probably that's probably more like high schoolers who were like dressing up as madonna and like had michael jackson posters right like right. i was just like kind of hearing casey Kasem talk you, about yeah, it yeah you, you were just you were just rocking the bugle boys right right but then and, 90s definitely like but, i was but, like and, 10 to 19 what, in the 90s what is your context real quick around the table what is everyone's context for the show legends of the hidden temple in one sentence I watched it at my grandparents' house on Channel 51 in Tallahassee, and it was the greatest thing that I'd ever seen. And I was convinced I could do it. Uh, not double dare, but good enough. That's my okay. context for uh, it. I used, my my sister and I used to set up... Um, like little obstacle courses, obstacle courses yeah. in um in our living room to like mirror. Them. Yeah, and then I put more I, help. Yeah, I I put my skateboarding <laughs> helmet on to look like them. Oh boy, and I just run around and like run into walls and stuff. All right, homeschool. I feel like Jesse had a favorite team. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, I, you know, Silver Monkey. It was tough. Silver like, Monkey. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know who I was jealous of. Ooh. And I thought, you know, this guy has the host. Yeah. This guy <laughs> has the greatest job in the world, in the and, world. and not because he's paid to officiate a, a, like a children's game show no. that is basically like an American Gladiators, Indiana Jones, you know, you know, puzzle making hybrid. It's that here's why I thought he had the greatest job in the world, because in my mind, he would be the last one in the studio when it's all said and done, you know, it was like going over his notes for, and, and he would be the one that shuts the lights off at the end. At that point, the temple is his. Right, that's what I always thought. Like he, know, he knows the mysteries of the temple. He is like there. He like knows the background. Yeah, that's okay, what I always thought a question. too. I, am I getting my shows confused? Was this the show that had the aggro crag? No, that's guts. That's which guts. Was guts. also fantastic. Excellent point. Well, you're yeah. That's that's close to what's crazy about this show as Variety uh, is the one that reported it. It's actually it's not going to be another game show like the one that we grew up watching. It will actually be like a TV movie based on the game show Legend of the Hidden Aww. Temple and it, so it will have like three siblings who must conquer a series of obstacles to remain alive and it will have all the elements that made it the favorite show of the nine year olds everywhere like Eddie yeah. um, the shrine of the silver monkey the steps of knowledge the Olmec red jaguar and blah 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 and all that stuff mm. and it will air on the the network sometime later this year but it's not going to be the game show that we grew up loving it will be more like a, a just a standard narrative TV show but here's the thing that, that I think that takes the excitement i'm not excited about it i'm just gonna say that <laughs> because it the, the excitement for us as kids was the fact that we could put ourselves into it and it was it was basically reality television before reality television exploded i mean it was real time this if this is a movie and it's edited and it's actors that's fair, that's but fair. here's why i would say we finally get the the backstory on this crazy hidden temple you know i mean right now it's just a a, a collection of 
random mysterious things. We're going to find out where this hidden temple came from. I'm watching, uh, and I'm very excited about it. So I'm sure you could just yeah. contact the host, and yeah, he would tell yeah, you. Exactly. <laughs> He's a- actually here on the Skype line right now, just waiting, <laughs> waiting for someone to call he, in. He, no, he lived in that temple. Well, in case you missed it, Bob Dylan is working on a new album, so maybe that's something you can be excited about. Joy, do you like Bob Dylan? Okay. Well, even at 74 years old, (laughs) Bob Dylan remains one of America's most prolific artists. This week, he announced that not only he'd be doing a uh, heading out on a cross country summer tour, which I gotta see. Was he going to do baseball stadiums again? I'm not sure. He's going to be out with Mavis Staples. um, But he's working on a new album that'll be out May 20th, which everyone knows is my brother's birthday. Um, It is his (laughs) 37th studio album, and it's a follow up to Shadows in the Night, which was his last album, which consisted entirely of uh, Frank Sinatra covers. Mm. So, Ooh. Sorry, I don't know why that made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, well, it does sound ridiculous, but it's actually that's actually kind of a cool record. Bob Dylan for reals did Frank Sinatra covers. Yes, yeah. Bob yeah. Did I got for the reals. world on a string. Oh, nice, <laughs> Tiffany, very nice. Nailed it. And was it good? Do you guys listen to it? it I good? did not listen no, to I it. Didn't listen I didn't listen. I did, and you know, it wasn't that bad. Yeah, I mean, you expect that shouldn't it to, be to, the review though. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> that doesn't, that doesn't this, compel me to go listen to it now. No, no, but what I'm saying is, it sounds like a joke. I feel like people listen to that that album, listen to that album out of curiosity, but it's actually pretty cool, right? Uh, you know, Bob Dylan's known for like being a songwriter, but even him doing covers, which is usually in reverse. Usually, other artists are covering Bob. Bob Dylan, it's still something that just because of who he is and his legacy is kind of fun to listen well, to. Well, think about when Johnny Cash did Hurt by Nine Inch Nails. So good. It was amazing. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. yeah. So actually, this new album is called um, Fallen Angels, and it will also be a cover album. It's not clear yet which artist Dylan will be tackling this time, but when you've written as many rock and roll staples as Bob Dylan has in the last five decades, you can pretty much just, you know, do whatever you want to because you're Bob Dylan. So Just yeah. like you right now. Yeah, exactly. I'm just <laughs> Daddy's gone and Bob Dylan's making covers right. albums. So, <laughs> speaking of Bob Dylan, I'm speaking of Bob. our generation's Bob Dylan, uh, um, Justin Bieber. Em- oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> really close. He is, is that um, harmonica and guitar at the same time. Oh yeah, well. one man band. Yeah, he's he is warning fans about the danger of celebrity worship. Yeah, but also, mm. what's that song he just put out with uh, those guys that were really good? What is his famous songs out right now? Where, sorry, yes, yeah, is one. What do you mean? Is another one. Oh yeah, yeah. Where, what do what, you mean? Love yourself. What's, what do you mean? I like a lot. Um, ever since the re- release of his latest Mailed album, it. Purpose, pop star Justin Bieber seems to have developed different perspectives about faith in his own self-image. Now he's speaking up about the dangers of a culture that worships celebrities. In an interview with The Mirror, he addressed his own fans, ironically called believers, uh, and pop culture consumers, saying. I would really suggest to people, don't put your faith in me because I'm going to disappoint you every time. Yeah, it's scary, but I want them to know that I'm not going to be able to solve their problems. I'm not that higher power. I'll never be. I'm not perfect. I've made so many mistakes. I just want to get to a place where people know humans aren't meant to be worshipped. We're just not. So when a human being is being worshipped, that is very dangerous because it does nothing but give you pride. So, which is, you know, I actually agree with that, yeah. which is true. Back to back to my father, E-Train. Um, Just texted I, me, by the way. <laughs> I wanted to let you know, actually, sorry, Jesse, your weekend is off. I'm having both weekends. <laughs> sorry, pal. Let Dana know. She can come with us. She's great. Um, ironically, my father and I watched the Justin Bieber documentary together. <laughs> really? And what on and earth? It's yeah, really good. Huh. It's really good. So is the uh, Katy Perry documentary, yeah. by the way. Yeah, it is. And um, But it was really interesting. My dad and I were watching it. And it was kind of the first scene where he had really exploded and he was performing in an arena. 
And, you know, just everyone was going nuts. And my dad was like, see, you know, humanity was made to worship. It's just what they decide to worship. Wow. You know? yeah. That's true. It, 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 the, the irony, and I know we've talked a lot about Bieber and we've talked about a lot on the site, but I feel like he's continually saying interesting things about faith, even if you don't agree with some of the decisions that he's made in his personal life. But the irony is that his legion of fans <laughs> are called believers, yeah. you know, yeah. like, and, and they're not ironically called believers. Like that's like what his fans are collectively, you know, pretty well known as. So for him to warn of the dangers of celebrity worship, which is obviously, you know, seems like a huge issue in culture, uh, is ironic, but also sort of refreshing to see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it is. And even though he's still making dumb decisions, it's it's good to see that he's at least grappling with those and and trying to make an effort to figure out his place in the world. Man, he is still just, I don't know how old is he now? Like tw- early I think 20s. he's 21. He's 21. Man, 21. He's just a kid. Yeah. yeah. And I also just want to be, every time I hear one of his interviews, like he gets so... Um, like a self-loathing in yeah. it and it's like maybe rightly so but all of us rightly so yeah. but like i i sometimes like i say like if i ever met him like i would ever have that context but like <laughs> sometimes like i hope someone just sits down with him or i hope he realizes at some point it's like man like all that stuff is not defining you like you're it's, like it's okay because he it's always crazy. feels such like such a bummer when i hear him talking i'm like that's the thing be joyful man well that's like, the thing is so i've got a brother who's 21 he's yeah. the same age and he does video stuff and has a lot of people who really like what he does but man the the few people who don't like it yeah. it just gets it just gets inside of his head yeah, so quickly and this kid has got millions of people who are, you know, he's just constantly the brunt of the joke. So it's good to see that he's at least trying to get, keep a good head on his shoulders and right. figure himself out. And I think he'll even out in the future. And I was not able to handle it at a pastor of a like a regular sized church. I cannot imagine what it is like for a Justin Bieber. Like that is just not a pressure that is ever meant to be handled. Yeah, yeah. It, it is Sweet weird, guy. like that we've created because I feel like the 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 double edged sword of like anyone who's in the public eye. The double, like, as soon as they mention, like, their own thoughts about Christianity and faith, I feel like there's a tendency to automatically put them on a pedestal where they have to be held to the same standard as, like, a pastor. It's like, oh, well, now this pop star is, like, the cool representation mm-hmm. of faith. Right. Yeah. So, so if, if, if they do something stupid or if they are in the tabloids for something, man, they made us all look bad. We really—it's mm-hmm. like, look, people are people, whether— it's just because our culture elevates celebrity. And obviously, look, we're talking about celebrities. So to a certain degree, we're putting them in, in on a pedestal just by allowing them to occupy part of our conversation. Right, but, the, yeah. but, but I think the concerning part is that in our culture, as soon as someone says like they are, you know, interested in faith, we automatically think that their lifestyle should be a reflection of ours. And that's the reality is just not the case. It's like last, was it last week we paid that clip of Jennifer Gardner talking about how she returned yeah. to church or mm-hmm. whatever last week. Yeah. It, it's so easy for us. And I'm not saying us, uh, you know, in this room, but I'm just saying collectively as like Christians and culture to be like, Oh, well this person is now the cool Christian spokesperson. Look, she's in Hollywood. She's talking about church, but she just did like a reading of the book. Uh, you know, it was tongue in cheek. But the children's book that uh, is called Go the F to Sleep, mm-hmm. uh, and she did a reading of it uncensored as sort of a joke for Vanity Fair. Right. Uh, and it's like, 
look, people have different thoughts about different issues. Just because they are talking about faith doesn't mean we should elevate them. It doesn't mean that we should think differently necessarily about them. But we should just be encouraged that faith is part of the cultural dialogue right now. Yeah, totally. And just listening to other perspectives is, is really important. I mean, we had Rob Bell on the show last week, who is a you know, pretty controversial character in the Christian world and even in in the mainstream now and you know got a lot of negative feedback from people before they even actually listened yeah, to crazy, the right? li- before they even listened to it and so i can understand people's apprehension of you know letting their guard down and listening to something that's not a part of, you know, their belief system. But it's really, really important. I heard someone recently say, and I'm sure it's an old adage, but you have better arguments when you know what the other side is thinking. So mm-hmm. even if you don't agree, listening to understand is, you know, so important. And was it Isaac that said you you, you can never hate someone that you know, mm-hmm. you know, which mm-hmm. I think is just, you know, getting past the facade of this is a person that is famous and or this is a heretic and just breaking it down to this is just a person. Well, I'm still a believer. It's music's the best. <laughs> I guess so. Well, in case you missed it, even uh, President Obama is bummed out that Mythbusters is going oh, off the boy. air. Um, after a 13-year run, the final episode of Mythbusters, uh, the, the final season, aired this weekend, and a reunion special featured a goodbye from a few special guests. President Barack Obama himself recorded the farewell to the show's host, sharing some memories and thanking them for you know inspiring so many of our young people to asking the big questions about our world and to seek answers through math, science, and engineering, all things that Jesse loves that I don't care about. Um, <laughs> that wasn't actually the first time uh, the president has made an appearance on Mythbusters. Uh, he previously asked him to the White House for an episode, which he alluded to after thanking them and saying goodbye. He added that the Secret Service will rest easier without you around our South Lawn. <laughs> right. Wow. Sounds great. <laughs> can, can I add two quick things about Mythbusters? Yeah, I'm, because I'm gonna, it, yeah. Just, it just Adam now, and I'll cut it later. Go ahead. <laughs> it's over after like 14 years on the air, right? right? Yeah, and I, I'm not like a big math and science person, but I felt like it was such a great, like, fun show. It was, it was the best. Like a MythBusters marathon was the best way to kill a Saturday afternoon, right. like hands down. Right. But the most surprising thing about the series yeah. was like in a recent interview, I think it was like Entertainment uh, Weekly. They were the two hosts were talking about how once the show's over, like they don't plan on maintaining any sort of relationship. Uh, right. That they've worked together <laughs> yeah, for like, like two decades and haven't even ever gone out to dinner together. I feel like they had such great like weird on-screen tension and, and, and chemistry. And it's so baffling to me that two people can work that closely together and never hang out ever and not even like each other. It's interesting. It's, it's a lot like Eddie and I, yeah. I'd say. <laughs> you know? I would say almost exactly like that. Yeah, except one of us is funny. And, <laughs> and neither of you wear a beret. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. neither true. of you wear a beret and neither, and neither of you blow things up and do cool things. That we so. know of. Right, that we know of. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that'll do it for. In case you missed it, you're really doing a nice job. Wasn't that good? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, yeah that wasn't even a, uh, that wasn't even like a hard cut edit. I just said it that quickly, yeah. cut you guys off, kept the show moving. Yeah, people didn't even didn't, yeah, didn't even draw attention to it. No, yeah. you're doing awesome. I, I wasn't that impressed, but let's. Okay. Are you hosting and pushing the buttons? I he am. is. I Psychologically am. and truly. <laughs> 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 nice. It's time for entertainment releases. A music coming out Friday, March 18th. Dustin Kensrew, singer of oh, Thrice, Thrice, is coming Sorry, out. Sorry, I didn't mean to get fangirl. I didn't mean to get I apologize to our listeners for that <laughs> high-pitched reaction. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, that was coolness. involuntary. Wow. Yeah, Brunson. Involuntary. Sorry. Oh, gosh. All right. Well, he's coming out with a new album called Thoughts 
that flow on a different blood, which I Gosh. think is a cover album, actually, believe huh. it or not. Uh-oh. So Dylan, oh. Dylan's taking some notes from the Kinsru. Um, <laughs> Gwen Stefani is coming out uh, with This Is What The Truth Feels Like. And who is that? And then some pun about that album title that Cameron would make. Uh, <laughs> no doubt. Halos is coming out with Full Circle. Anyone have a joke? Uh, no, nope. I'd like a new. No. Th- I'd like the next thing. Okay, do you want me to give you? A, you want me to give you a, a peek at what the next one is, so you yeah. can think of something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's called Iggy Pop's coming out with its post pop depression. Oh, I get it. You got it. Yeah, I get okay. it. Okay, Iggy Pop is coming out with post pop depression. Still alive, that guy. <laughs> I didn't. Okay. It's, not, it's not a joke. I was, say, I was gonna say. I think the line is still making music. Yeah. But Eddie just went ahead with still alive. Yeah. <laughs> Iggy Pop. Man. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, movies coming out same day, Friday, March eighteenth. The Divergent series Allegiant. No, thank you. Is coming out after the earth shattering uh, revelations in Insurgent. Tris must escape with four so and Tris. go beyond the wall, enclosing Chicago for the first time ever. They will leave the only city and family they have ever known in order to find a peaceful solution Maybe. for their embroiled city. Next movie. Once outside, Question, I, I haven't seen ahead. any of them, but this is just the Hunger Games wannabe, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. this is just a worse okay. version. This is the third worst version. Once okay. outside, <laughs> yeah. old discoveries are quickly rendered meaningless with the revelation of shocking new truths. Triss and Four must quickly decide who they can trust. Trust <laughs> as a, ruth, Drift, as a ruthless battle trust. ignites beyond the walls of Chicago, which threatens hey, 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 all of Jeremiah, humanity. You can, you can, we, we stop listening. In order to survive, <laughs> Trist, hey, hey, I got Are you will be forced the, Jeremiah? Are to you make, reading the script right now? Yeah. <laughs> when, one thing that I'm can, almost through the third act. Just give me a second, guys. Anyway, something happens and they fall in love, and who cares? Um, <laughs> Midnight Special is also coming out. A father, played by Michael Shannon, this actually does look good, goes on the run to protect his young son, no, Alton, no, no. Jaden Lieberther. Taken three? Uh, taken yeah. three. Uh, taken four. Electric and, Boogaloo. Yeah, he uncovers <laughs> the truth behind the boy's special powers. What starts as a race from religious extremists and local law enforcement quickly uh, escalates to a nationwide manhunt involving the highest levels of the federal government. Ultimately, his father risks everything to protect Alton. <laughs> And help fulfill a destiny that, guys, if you could pay attention while I'm reading this movie, <laughs> who cares? That's another one that no one cares about. And then Miracles from Heaven. Oh, Anyone that's, have any that's thoughts? That's Jennifer Garner one? Yes. Yeah, Jennifer Garner. A young girl suffering from a rare digestive disorder finds herself miraculously cured after surviving a terrible accident. Based on the book, Three Miracles from Heaven by Christy Beeman. It stars uh, Jennifer Garner. Yeah. So yeah, those are out March 18th. Check them out. Yeah. And that will do it for entertainment releases in case you missed it. And Joy's wedding rebuttal. Stay tuned. <laughs> Up next, Slices. Listening to Sundara Karma, the song is A Young Understanding, which I think is, I don't know. That's as far as I got with that joke. Who cares? Yeah. Hey, you um, know what? Moment of honesty here. Go ahead. You know, it, you're you're hosting for the first time, and, and I'm I doing remember, so well. I remember. I'm doing so good. Thank you. I remember. Thank you for what you just said. I remember, and this is a this is an actual statement. I remember when Chad hosted for the yeah, first time. I thought she Chad, is the worst. I thought Chad has really got some talent with yeah. this hosting thing. <laughs> <laughs> that was it, man. I just all all that I I just mean to say. 
when you during this, Jeremiah, I, yeah. I'm just reminded of how good Chad was. Chad did just a, it was a flawless show. Yeah. It was, it was so, yeah. so like perfect. Co- that, co- and and the co- more you go yeah. on, yeah. the more I realize how perfect it was. I wonder yeah. what he's doing now. Chad did a good job. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. all right. Back well, to you. At uh, the beginning of the podcast, Chad. you heard "Ride" by Twenty One. I'm just, I'm so deflated. I yeah, just can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard "Ride" by Twenty One Pilots. Uh, we get a lot of requests for Twenty One Pilots to be on the yeah. show. And this is as close as I could get to emailing them. So, <laughs> I had breakfast with one last week. A pilot. His name's Ryan. Flies I, for Allegiant. Here's the thing. The I, face that happened. I think there are a lot of things. There are a lot of moments when we are funnier than Cameron on this show. Yeah, yeah that was not one of them. No. no. Song title puns, I think, are just going to have to be his thing. Song title yeah. puns, he renders in real time. He you does. Don't, you don't give them to him beforehand. I, no, I don't give them to him. And I, I thought I would try. I was like, you know what? I'm sure they'll come to me with, with the it's adrenaline pumping of hard hosting. To do. Hard to do. Standing in his spot. It, no, they've all, so far, every one of them's bombed. We got no. four more to that, try this That pilot show. joke was pretty spot on, though. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No. You nailed it. Because you knew a real pilot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really <the> great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I, I see i see what you did there uh, all right well it's it's time for slices what do you have jesse <laughs> only 20 more pilots to go <laughs> is what i'm getting at oh, keep going gosh. jesse I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'm gonna move on here Eddie. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh so chick-fil-a as if i love chick-fil-a and uh, objectively <laughs> just think their food is the best fast food Sure. That is my slice. Yeah. 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 That is, that uh, is it. All right. What do you have, Eddie? Yeah. <laughs> if you needed more reason to go to Chick fil A, well, now at 150 of their locations across the United States, they're open on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we you wish. can call your local one to see if they're participating <laughs> in this particular promotion. You can get a free, they call it ice dream, but I guess it's, I don't know. If oh, they, yeah. There's something technically, I don't know if there's something technically about it where they can't call it ice cream, I think but it's, it's yogurt. like soft serve. It's, yeah. fro- it's frozen cream. yogurt. Oh, yeah. so it's like rice milk? I think it's rice milk. <laughs> It's right. Whatever, whatever it is, we've all come up with compelling ideas. It's just a cup of brown rice. Rice milk is called rice dream. I went with it, and I realized it could be almond, it could be soy, it could be a cashew milk. Either, either way, it's an ice cream like substance they call ice cream. That may be ice cream. Maybe it's just incredibly good ice cream, right? Yeah, it's it's very good. Uh, it's the dessert they serve there, and now you can go uh, eat your meal there, and you get a free cup of ice cream, and all you have to do is surrender your phone in a what they've created it's a cell phone coupe it's a little box that closes up that you put your you put your cell phone in there and you have to leave it in there for the entirety of the meal if you do so if you if you put your phone away while you dine with the people at your table do not look down at your cell phone you can remove it from the coop at the end of the meal and you receive your free ice cream. Now, this was at, this promotion was actually thought up by a franchise owner in Georgia named Brad Williams. And he said, we really want our restaurant to provide a sense of community for our customers where family and friends can come together and share quality time with one another. Yeah. But as we all know, technology increasingly demands more of our time. It can be a big distraction even while we're eating. This got me thinking about what we could do to reduce this distraction during the meals. So uh, Brad Williams rolled it out at his uh, store there in Georgia, and it was such a hit that it's it's sweeping Chick-fil-A stores across the country and is now officially endorsed by Chick-fil-A. So all you have to do, give away your phone, 
and you get free ice cream. Eddie, I, you're giving you're you're giving this a look where it well, seems like you're dis, uh, disapproving of this no, no, particular no, no, promotion. No, I'm not. I no, I no. Well, Joy has her hand up. Go ahead, Joy. I, yeah, I have a question and a comment. Comment okay. is this reminds me of coffee shops that you go into and they're like, we don't have Wi-Fi. Yes, we want thank this to you. Be a place where you talk. Yep. I'm like, no, you don't want to pay for Wi-Fi. Yeah. <laughs> well, the irony the irony is. Most Chick-fil-A's have free Wi-Fi, but continue. Oh. So, yeah. So this is my second f- for details. I'm envisioning, are, are there boxes at each table? Good or, question. Because what I'm envisioning is I'm going to go to a Chick-fil-A. I'm going to bring my Nokia flip phone. Yeah. Boom. And then when I go back, I'm going to say, yeah, that's, please give me my iPhone back and steal somebody's iPhone. How Ooh. are they preventing well, No, no, no. So, so uh, maybe I should have painted a more clear picture. You ask for the chicken coop, and it's basically a fold-up, like Happy Meal box yeah. that they give to you to put on your table. It's disposable, so once it's done, you can throw it in the trash or take it home with you or do whatever you want. Uh, and it's totally on the honor system. So, it, it, I mean, you. I guess if you feel oh. compelled oh, to, to trick them, that. I'm, I'm going to get so much free ice cream and be on my phone the yeah. whole time. Yeah. So, so, yeah, hypothetically, if you just got the chicken coop, uh, erected it on your table, and, and never removed yourself from your pocket... I don't think they're going to deny you your ice cream. It's it's more like I said, they're not over. They don't seem overly concerned about the details. More the concept with it, I which I don't think. I, I think it's a little bit different than the, than the than the no Wi Fi at the coffee shop because it's not like they're saying people can't use their cell phones at at Chick Fil A. Like if I need to make a call, I can, but it increases the incentive for me to not look at it if I'm sitting there with, you know, a friend or something. Well, it's also the opposite of the coffee shop thing because they're not withholding something that you would like to have going in there. They're doing the opposite. They're rewarding you uh, for making the effort, which I think is admirable. Ice cream costs like a dollar there. That's a dollar that I didn't spend. I don't Mm. know. Don't care that much about it. Oh, I absolutely do. I think it's a cool idea. Why? I'm not, I'm not going to Chick-fil-A to, to have community. I'm going that there is, to pick up chicken real fast. That is a good point. Go. Like, who is like, hey, let's pop over to Chick-fil-A for a let's nice play, date Let's night. play a board game and right, let's talk, let, real talk. Get rid of screen time. Just talk about what's on your heart right. over a chicken sandwich. Um, Eddie, I've expected you to have a lot more thoughts than you <laughs> it, have it's, had. it's hard. It's hard to talk about Chick-fil-A. Because I have a lot of Chick-fil-A thoughts and a lot of questions about Chick-fil-A and always have. Yeah. Why are but you like withholding? The, because you had bad they, reactions last week? No, because the evangelical community has made this like their god. Like people love Chick-fil-A so much. It's hard to like Oh well that it's was extreme. Ha- <laughs> it's hard to like <laughs> no, 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 no. How many how many people's what Twitter How many Twitter feeds do you Farewell, Eddie? How many Twitter feeds do you Right? Like how many Twitter feeds are just like, man, Chick-fil-A? Woo, my wife and my kids made Chick-fil-A and extra, extra pickles, and I love it. Here's like, the thing, Eddie. You live in a world of veganism, and I, I will do. say, if I, I don't know if you've had Chick-fil-A, but literally, I know in the Atlanta airport, it's in gate A21, It I is believe. incredibly good it's food. It's delicious. Right. Here's my issue with Chick-fil-A, and I'm just going to say okay. it. They say they invented the chicken sandwich, and there's no way that's possible. (laughs) Their food is wonderful. Their people are wonderful. The staff is great. I have no problem with it. I'm glad they're closed on Sunday. There is no way that chicken did not exist between bread before (laughs) Chick-fil-A. They invented a chicken sandwich that Uh, melts in your mouth like butter. A chicken sandwich. I I have two. Can I I ask you two things about your your Chick-fil-A hot take there, Eddie? Yeah. yeah. I've always wanted to talk about this. You literally chose the least possible controversial thing about Chick-fil-A, which is that they claim they to have invented the Chick-fil-A sandwich, which I don't know if you have any evidence that they did. The other thing is that, you, that and, and I'm not saying it is or it isn't, but but the, you, you mentioned that 
that the, the, the place that it holds in evangelical culture, which may or may not be true, that may be anecdotal, may be real. Like Woo. a lot of people like Chick-fil-A. Oh, man, but. my smoking hot wife and I are just <laughs> <laughs> hitting out on Saturday night Chick-fil-A. I love her. But, but, but you, mentioned, you mentioned the aspect of them being closed on Sundays, which I do think is an admirable thing. But I will say this. I feel hypocritical for saying it's admirable because I eat out literally almost every Sunday, sometimes for like two or three meals. Oh, right. I don't care. I think it's good not for us. Like I, I go to restaurants and open. I'm not just like, man, I'm so glad I can't go there. I think it's good, just good for the employees. Like, I think that's great. I wouldn't, I would think it'd fine too if they were closed on a Saturday. I'm just glad they give their employees definitely like some time to breathe. Right. That's what I think is mostly great about it. But even that's going to be like, <laughs> man, I, I really can't even, I can't even get down this rabbit trail right yeah, now. Yeah. I, I just want you to keep talking like that. The Wish rest I of hadn't the time. pressed you as hard as I did. Yeah, really. Yeah. I was just sitting here quietly mm-hmm. waiting for it you're, to you're, pass. You're, your relationship with Chick-fil-A is more conflicted than I could possibly imagine. <laughs> and I can't help but think this cell phone promotion, which is meant to I think it's uh, fine. instill community, it just, only seems to add another layer in, in your very, very difficult feelings about shouldn't the Shouldn't fast food stuff. places just focus on their fast food stuff and stop, like, there are other places that can focus on community stuff. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, stop trying to do like, so much well, good fast no. food places. Chick-fil-A does no. do a pretty good job of that, though. Like, it's always really clean and they have flowers on the table. Sure, it's always sure, their pleasure. But, like, I don't really care. Do, do you feel like Ooh. they're being a little preachy to you with the, no. with the cell phone thing? No, I just feel like it's a thing that they just like, yeah, we're going to make this a thing so that we have a thing again. Right, it'd be like them offering car washes. Sure. Okay, like, like a promotion. Like a, it's yeah. like a happy meal for adults. They're providing incentive. I don't think, it's not like they're saying you have to come into our restaurant and have community. They're going, hey, if you do this, we're going to give you a little treat. But yeah. of all dollar. places to encourage community, a fast food restaurant. I, why? I know. Why not? But, In but, all facets and areas of your life, why not do good? Yeah. Wow. Ooh, amen, Joy. My Thank goodness. you. Thank you. I, I, do I agree feel that. like Eddie's feeling towards Chick-fil-A is kind of like his feeling towards my wedding reception. Woo, I love it. Oh, man. What a good time we had. So hey, blessed. My church came this. out with an app. <laughs> I don't know if a lot of you guys know this, that Chick-fil-A closed is it's a hard close time 10 15 they won't open a minute later it's 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 bedtime yeah that's it that's it and they get super cranky at 10 16 if you make them uh, get you another ice cream cream ice cream cream Man. yeah well, and on that i want to say i think i i did some research because it's what i do i think i led some people astray with the fact that maybe ice cream was a non-dairy product yes. it, it is a dairy product so oh, for those God. of you who are rushing to chick-fil-a who are lactose intolerant. Man, my man's group gets together and we have uh, dairy products. <laughs> love it. <laughs> Woo! <Man. laughs> I love you. <laughs> All right, what got you a got? Yeti cooler. What do you have, Joy? Keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to... I just cut it off. Just Hard ending. 10-15. Time to move forward. <laughs> right, what do you yeah. have, Joy? All right, it's me time. It's yeah. me time. Okay, so you know that I oftentimes either open with a question, on-the-ground research, yeah. or do an article that's old yes. and irrelevant. <laughs> right. Well, today you have all three things. <laughs> Fantastic. How many of you like Crystal Pepsi? <laughs> <laughs> wow, I forgot about that. That's, that's a great callback. Um, okay, so tell me uh, what was one of the most unique uh, job hiring or interviewing uh, techniques that you went through getting a job? I had, to, I had to make a resume. For this job. It's my first time having to do that. I picture Jesse was just like on the corner carrying a Little Caesars hot and ready $5 pizza. And then they Cameron saw- was like, you, you. 
You they should. saw my sign spinning skills and were like, dude, that, that guy can do anything. Hire him immediately. <laughs> this show is pretty interesting because I didn't know I was going to be on more than one time. So after the first one, like Cameron was like, oh, yeah, we'd love to stay on. I was like, oh, that was an interview. So the <sighs> interview was talking and embarrassing myself in front of a lot of people. Yeah. So that was a that was an interview I didn't know was an interview. Oh, that, that kind of just clicked for me. I realized that was probably the same thing that happened for me, too. <laughs> yeah. Like, Hold on a second. I keep not not being here. I'm we, here. Were, we were we were all told to judge both of you very harshly. Judge very yeah. harshly. Yeah. I worked at Office Depot and had to sell, do like a uh, fake sell on the spot of a computer to like the guy that was my manager. Did he buy it? Uh, and he had to like really like I was given five minutes to like read the spec sheets about this computer and sell it to him and talk about the features and benefits. That was really <laughs> that, that was nerve wracking. That was a very hard job interview. Like, Woo, let me tell you about this computer. <laughs> yeah, IJM was an easier job interview than like Not Office Depot. A chicken sandwich for free. Man, me and my wife. <laughs> My kids. <laughs> okay, wait. So um, you were like in the back office being interviewed and yeah. they made you then go out on the floor? Yeah. No, 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 no. I was in the office, but he said, uh, so do you have sales experience? And I was like, yeah, because I kind of, you know, everybody like kind of right. did, kind of didn't. Yeah. But you worked at like, Yeah, yeah, I do. He's like, okay, great. I'd love to hear you sell me on a computer. And, you know, you, you think in those like role play scenarios, like there's two ways that can go. It's either like you're going to talk about it in like third person where you're like, oh, well, for First, I'd probably educate you on the features and benefits, and then I'd hear your concerns, and then I'd reply to them. So I started to do that. He's like, no, 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 no. Actually, do it like you do it. And I'm like, ah, well, hello, Mr. Smith. Uh, what were you looking <laughs> well, for today? Me, please tell me first, Eddie. You said, okay, if that's how it's going to work. You turned around and took three <laughs> deep breaths. <laughs> <laughs> Just kind of shake my shoulders a little bit. And, yeah. Here we go. Here and we go. It, and here it we go. ended with you shaking his hand and looking him dead in the eyes as he tells you you got the job, and you yeah. go like this. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly how it should have been. Yeah. I'm yeah. Eddie Koffeltz reading for the role of <laughs> computer <laughs> salesman. Basically, Netflix and Instagram are teaming up to hire what they call Graham Masters. Have you guys heard about I'm this? Sorry. I'm sorry, Joy. I don't mean to interrupt. Eddie, please tell me the first time you started doing the scene, you were speaking with a British accent. Hello. In my head, I don't know why, I just have a British accent in this role, so no, I'm no, going to no. do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Want a computer. Hello. <laughs> no, no, we want you to act it out as you. With a normal family situation that is not from England. Right. Okay. Are you sure about that? I just I'm having trouble kind of getting the role. Interesting. So. so I am or am not Cockney. I'm, I'm not. Interesting. I thought I was. Anyway. All right. We'll continue on with the scene. Okay. Back to me. Um, so, anyways, Netflix and Instagram are teaming up, and basically, you know, many of us love Instagram. Not you, Jesse. I know, but. You know, people take pictures, uh, you know, out the window at the, you know, airplane wing like Cameron always does or <laughs> of their food or whatever. So what Netflix and Instagram are doing is basically um, you apply for the job by following. And this is this is where my on the ground research comes in by sure. following Netflix. Did that this morning. Boom. Um, and then <laughs> hashtagging three of your best photos with Graham Masters three. Um, I only did one and you needed to turn it in by March 6th. So I'm a little behind, sure. but I, I tagged one of my photos and I said, Graham Masters three, hire me. I know it's late. It's, it's, it was a photo from 72 weeks ago where I had a broken leg and I was sitting by a pool. Right. 
I said, I know it's late, but if there's a fourth, so that's that. That's why I'm telling our listeners because if this is Grandmasters three, there's yeah. got to be a Grandmasters fourth. Absolutely. Um, uh, so you're really early on the Grandmasters four train. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I'm good at traveling even with broken bones. I mean, is that not the best shot of an exotic pool you've ever seen? So that's what I wrote to them. Still waiting to hear back. But basically, if they choose you, they will send you all over the world on location, pay you $2,000 a week um, to go take photos of where Netflix is shooting any of their various exclusive shows. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's cool. That's a great I mean, it's smart on Netflix's part because it's you know, grassroots promotions and to hire a professional photographer probably costs a bazillion dollars. And this is a way to get people, you know, people like me who are just really good at Instagramming. Yeah. I use the filters. Really good at Instagramming and great at being on time for deadlines. There you go. So, um, anyways, heads up everybody. There might be a grandmasters fourth. If not, this is an irrelevant slice. Joy, quick question about that. Um, when you take the photos, do you use a Grandmaster Flash? <laughs> oh, nice. Jesse, really Jesse, hiss, hiss. <laughs> <laughs> man, well, man, that was a great my, slice. My that was fantastic. Man, right. What a terrible joke. What do you have, Tiffany? This slice was provided to me by Eddie. So <laughs> <Great>. <laughs> my don't throw me under the bus. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie's you gonna do the same slice that you are yeah. in about five. No, minutes. you, did, you didn't have a slice when Jeremiah was starting his little dippity do, and no. so I sent you something. Oh yeah, okay. you were being kind to me. That's what I'm just saying. Just I don't. I don't know a lot about it. I don't think this is right. So you're just cold reading Um, this right now. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) USA Today. (laughs) So basically, uh, this (laughs) this champion Korean game winner, (laughs) South Korea's Lee Sodol, ranked fifth in the world at a game called Go. Okay. It's an ancient board game that relies on the player's intuition to surround and capture an opponent's stones on a grid. Intuition is what's important yeah. to know about this. Thank you, Eddie. So, so, so it's so it's like risk. Uh, I guess so. Yeah, but it's like that game. Legends of the Hidden it's just Temple. it's not like calculate. <laughs> it's not like mathematically calculated. But you remember that game that you used to play that like on old Windows computers it had like black dots and white dots, and you would like Minesweeper. When, when you would oh, like yeah. corner Snake. them in, the black dot would turn white or whatever your color was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that game, but it's a game that is Othello. Uh, yes, it's kind of like Othello, but it's a game, that game, unlike chess, chess is like mathematical, but yeah. this game t- uses some math, but also mostly relies on what you think your opponent will do. So it's a highly intuitive game. Back to you. <laughs> Thank you. Tiffany. I love that there's moments in the podcast where all of us just nerd out yeah. and everybody else just goes to sleep. <laughs> so Google's two-year-old computer program, AlphaGo, built an artificial intelligence lab, DeepMind, defeated the fifth ranked world <gasps> champion at this game based on intuition. Ooh. So basically artificial intelligence is taking over the world. That, now those are your words. I would never <laughs> have said that, but the computer was intuitive enough to beat this grand champion at a game that really takes human skill to be able to master. Now what's happening? Uh, Your thoughts. It is super interesting, but I actually not to not to name drop, but uh, it might be on the website by the time someone's reading this. But I had a an interview this this actually yesterday with Science Mike uh, about wow, artificial intelligence. Huge name drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> People did not know that we have a watch we your, know him. Watch your foot. I got beakers falling all over the place. <laughs> 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 Joy, <laughs> and <favorite>. basically, <laughs> what what he what he was saying in, in our conversation is that even though like there will be breakthroughs like this, where a computer program 
seems to be able to accomplish the same task that a human can. And mm-hmm. it seems, you know, like Eddie said, or I don't know if you use the exact word, but insinuated that it's maybe concerning because look, they're, they're beating us at our own game here. The, the, the way that computers process information is still totally different than the way that the brain does. So true artificial intelligence is probably a long way away where uh, uh, like a computer stores information in a different spot where ex- uh, execute commands, right? right? Right. So like, like two different things are happening where the human brain stores and executes things on the same neurons. And so it's still the, the a computer is doing two different processes where the human mind is is doing right. one at the same that we can't replicate with machines. So even if this hmm. computer even uh, was maybe calculating different odds and statistics to see which moves would be best based on intuition or some sort of observational behavior learning patterns or something, machines are still a long right. way. You know, from does it matter? Does it matter how it came to the conclusion more than it does that it did? come to the same conclusion as the human brain? Well, it's still not, it still would not truly be artificial intelligence in the sense mm-hmm. that it would be like self-aware and conscious. Gotcha. Right. Which right. is exactly what a computer would say. <laughs> 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 Did you have science Mike about my slice last week with the monkeys that are stacking up rocks? Yeah, he uh, uh, he listened to it. He was embarrassed uh, mm. for you. Yeah. And he almost said he did want to be on the podcast. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, do you hold on now? Let that, me ask that's you. That's his words. That's his words. Now, dad's not here. Can we ask a real question? Yeah. My slice yeah. is marginal. We've already done three and we got an Oscars to do. Do we really care about my slice or do you want me to do it? Uh, I mean, I don't we, care. We kind of did a joint slice, if you think about it. Well, tell me what your slice is. Uh, I mean, I'd have to do the slice. Okay, I'll, how about I just do like a really quick slice? Do really Why don't quick, you just guys. do what I just asked you to do? Just do it. And not argue with me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Whoa, dad's stepping up. <laughs> okay. Um, so a blogger decided to take on a task, and I, I like it when documentarians do this or bloggers do this, and they decide, you know what? I've seen something happen in the world, and I am going to try to replicate this or do this. And so I've seen people like go out and be... Uh, farmer. Wait, 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 wait. wait. <laughs> I just want to interrupt like you interrupt. <laughs> no, that's fine. No, 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 that's fine. Um, so he goes out. So you've seen different people do things like that. Like they'll go out and try to like live on less than this much a day. Or what was the uh, supersize me? I'll live on McDonald's. Right, right. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, so I've kind of burnt out with those because people are doing it a lot. But this one caught my attention. Did you hear about this idiot last year who listened to Nickelback for a week straight? <laughs> <laughs> that was when we just passed the one. Self-promoting, self-aggrandizing. Yeah, character. right. Yeah. Why yeah, would he do that? What's the point even? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so these stories happen all the time and I kind of like brush through them, but this one caught my attention. This guy wanted to see what it was like to be the rock. And so he had to eat 5,000 calories across seven meals every day and have 90 Jeez. minutes of weights six days a week. Um, he decided to keep a blog of the experience and wrote on the blog that that dude works really hard. Um, like especially that, when you consider that was his summary statement. <laughs> this is really this is like really hard wow. to do. Crazy. Anyway, day seven. This is hard. So he ate about every day. Uh, Webster, uh, the guy that uh, that guy's last name who did it, um, not the guy from the TV show from the eighties. <laughs> he ate about ten pounds. <laughs> 
I'm right, sorry. You, I'm sorry. I'm cackling at <laughs> you. <laughs> about, like the embarrassment catches up and then it kind of like the wave crests in real time. I, I read this one. I, I actually was so impressed by this. I, I told this one to my wife who's, are you talking about the cod? In yeah, 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 yeah. So he ate about 10 pounds or $42 worth of food um, every single day, mostly cod steak, chicken eggs, veggies, and potatoes. Gosh. He spent, he had to spend an hour and a half preparing each meal um, mm. just to find enough time to eat that much food oh every single God. day. See, Ooh, nailed it. That's nice. a wonderful joke. Thank you. Um, he said in return he got leaner, less aches and pains, but The Rock then uh, replied via Twitter, which I think this is the dream for all of us, is to have The Rock reply to us. Yeah. Uh, he, insa- he said, uh, impressed by this discipline and harder than one would think, hashtag bring on the cheat meals, which is good to know that The Rock cheats every once in a while, but that's what yeah. this guy did. I thought it was really uh, interesting. I mean, that so was my slice. So when he says impressed by this discipline, is he kind of saying impressed by myself yes. yes yes but i think he should be impressed by himself like yeah, he's how, kind of how hardcore. did this man make money while he was working out endlessly? well he has a job it says that he has a job and he had to like eat many meals during meetings and things like that does he so, have a job that, like out? yeah is, does he work at some kind of media company that like was documenting this so they were like this can be a part of your job or I'll, is it like he's, he's, he's a, a mailman he's for, a snack for, for any follow-up for any follow-up questions i would ask jesse because this is all i've read <laughs> yeah I, I, from what i understood he just rolled around a cooler full of cod wherever he went (laughs) oh nailed it nice Mm. well cod willing that'll do it for slices stay tuned up next, the Oscars.biz Awards. The moment we've hey, all we really been waiting you for. That. That was- oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you guys rock. Stay tuned. Listening to Yay Sayer. The song is Silly Me. Silly you. Me. Oh, good job, guys. That was a good one. That was very natural. Jokes. So the time has finally come. We've suffered through the Oscars, the Emmys, the Grammys, the yeah. Tonys, probably. <laughs> Nerd. And have arrived at the 2016 sixth annual Oscars.biz yeah. Awards. Celebrating all memes and things from Jesse's internet in 2016. <laughs> That's right. I, you know, I'm 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 honored to be able to present some of these categories and have you all along for the ride. Uh, it's going to be quite the journey. We're going to go on together. <laughs> quite the journey, indeed. And it's actually been a journey up to this point for, <laughs> for the, for the <laughs> past few weeks. You've gone to Oscars.biz and voted on ten categories. Within each category, there were four to five nominations. And on the show today, we will be going through those categories, listening to some clips, reading all the selections, and most importantly announcing the winners of this year's Oscars.biz. So let's jump right into it. Our first category is the best Jimmy Fallon musical moment as presented by our very own Tiffany Brunson. For the first video, we have uh, Jimmy Fallon uh, as Bob Dylan singing Hotline Bling. And fun fact, I think that his his, um, rivaling my own impersonation of Bob Dylan was so good that people actually thought at first that he had gotten Bob Dylan on the show to cover Hotline Bling. Huh. So, here well, for yourself, we have a clip. You be the judge. Sounds 
so awesome. It's so perfect. It's so you, you good. Know what really like that. Helm is, is that Hammond B3 organ in the oh, background. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. yeah. It's the, so great. The second video we have on the docket <laughs> is Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon, Adele, and the Roots with school instruments playing Hello. Hello. Man, she can still sing even with all <laughs> yeah. that. It's like amazing. So much better than that garbage Grammys performance. Hey, right, guys? Yeah, that's right. We, we've already got a better Adele performance. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the third. Next, we have the Star Wars cast singing uh, the Star Wars theme mashup. They're, they're, they're singing Staying Alive. Well, you can't tell. By the way, I'll use my one. I'm a woman. Man. No time to talk. Music, black, and women. Why? I've been around since I was born. It's all right. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. It's all you, you know that this was like three weeks of some poor Tonight Show boy's life. Yeah, yeah, that is an incredible amount of work. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome. Unreal. Uh, and then lastly, we have <laughs> Justin Bieber and a drum off with Quest Love. Who won? You decide. This is emotional. For what it's worth, we don't know which one's which in yeah. this. No, that's, that's Justin Bieber. That's Justin. Yeah. That's Justin. That's Quest Love. Justin, Justin. Yeah, I'm a believer. Yeah, I believe. <laughs> Justin's really uh, taking his time with this one. Is that still him? I kind of feel like Justin Bieber doing like Quest Love and a drum off is like someone like a little kid playing Michael Jordan in one on one game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll let you win. And he's let but Quest, win. Quest at one point gets up and walks away, and Bieber is you know the winner. Name the champion. Presume the winner. Yeah. Why we, we worship him? Yeah. <laughs> Which is why we hold him to such a high moral standard. Yeah. Right. So Jesse, would you do the honors and announce our first winner? So 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 the winner. This is actually uh, shockingly. Shockingly close. Yeah, uh, with thirty-eight percent of the vote. Any any prediction? Uh, yeah, the uh, Bob Dylan. Bob Dylan. I said Bob Dylan. Yeah, you're correct. It's Bob Dylan. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. for, Congratulations! For Oscar, stop, with this award, I, I have I've I've reached out to Bob Dylan, Drake, and Jimmy <laughs> Fallon. For some reason, they have not returned my calls. To <laughs> uh, uh, but I'm going to keep working on that. But in the next, uh, uh, but in the meantime, we have the next category presented uh, uh, by none other than Joy. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 
quote, sunscreen prevents sin burn award for worst church sign pun. Ooh. Mm. Yeah. So are you ready? I actually, Jeremiah, I'd, I'd like if you could keep the music on the entire time when I'm reading the title. <laughs> Got it. I'll That'll just keep hitting nice. repeat. It's inspiring. Just on a loop. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, the quote, sunscreen prevents sin burn award. For worst church sign pun ever. Ooh, tough category. Here we go. First one. Need a new look? Come on in for a faith lift. Oh, it sounds like you have a lisp. Gross. Yeah, I, know. Faith lift. I love it. I heard, I heard attendance spiked that morning. <laughs> just passersby were just wandering into the church because of that sign. Next up. We're all about dat grace, about dat graced. No devil. Oh, <laughs> that is very painful. I literally physically cringe. Yeah, that is, that's a icky. That one. is re- really bad. Tiffany, Tiffany will like this next one. Mm. Church fish fry, March 27th. No. Our cod is an awesome cod. No, I'm, I'm embarrassed about my joke. Oh, no. I would go to that fish fry. I would go to that fish fry. <laughs> this one is a little bit more pointed. Choose the bread of life or you are toast. Ooh. atheist. Um, this one might be one of my personal favorites. Forbidden fruit creates many jams. Oh, nice. Is, is that bad or good? Oh. I can't, I can't tell. It's a bummer. That's a, that's it's a bad bummer either way. These are really all dad jokes. Yeah. yeah. That's why the metaphor falls apart, though, because yeah. everybody loves jam. Yeah. yeah. I just picture I just picture the pastor like at his his computer and he's like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Kids, kids, listen to I just, this. If, if I saw that on a sign, I wouldn't know if they were asking me to come in or just keep driving. Trying yeah, to keep like, you out. Yeah. You, don't, you don't want yeah. me here? So I'm it's for all forbidden fruit's good? Yeah. yeah. I should go find it's all it. Do these bad. people not like jam? I'm very confused. <laughs> yeah, because blackberry jam, ooh, when it's in season. <laughs> Lord. Two more. Here we go. Yeah. Does your life stink? We have a pew for you. Yeah. Oh, that should that really actually should get them kicked out of the conference yeah, or whatever. And lastly, party in hell canceled due to fire. <laughs> that one I rolled. love it that because that one literally makes zero sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. right, because it's not canceled. You're they're not having a party there. Yeah. What, what yeah. would it yeah, matter? It really doesn't work. And if it was canceled, that's good news for, for us. Everyone. We, yeah. we don't have to do anything yeah. anymore. This one, I'm looking at the results of our voting here, and one of them had 38%. One of them had 31 So it was really just a race between two at this point. The rest were, yeah. I'm going to go were, Cod was the winner. I'm going to say all about that, Grace. Those are the top two. That's very good intuition there. The winner with 38% of the vote. Church Fish Fry, March 27th. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it, it, it incorporates everything. It it's incorporates so a church event, it incorporates a terrible pun, and an old Christian song lyric. It's everything. Like yeah, that it's pastor. The it's yeah. the trifecta. You know, that's actually, that was in contention for a Lifetime Achievement Award if I had one. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was that pastor's crowning achievement. His or hers <laughs> crowning achievement. So our next category, uh, brought to you by our very own Jesse Carey is the Please Clap Award for the most unintentionally hilarious moment in the presidential election. <laughs> and the nominees are Ted Cruz's behind-the-scenes YouTube video. Now, uh, we're going to play a brief clip, but if you need to get some context for this, this is B-roll from his ad promotional video uh, that gets more awkward the longer you watch it. Getting the shot of family mealtime took a lot of prayer. Okay, so who wants to say grace? Me, I do. Okay, great. Okay, awesome. Would you like to hold hands with Sissy? As well? Okay. Oh, that's good. Okay. That's just, good. Okay. 
Okay. Okay, Catherine. Amen. Okay, who wants to say grace? <laughs> I do. Okay, good. Hey. <laughs> Dear Jesus, thank you for the food. Thank you for the day. Thank you for my family. Thank you for my friends. Thank you for my puppy. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's say grace. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got to say, that actually sounds like a real normal house. Uh, one of our kids, I'm not going to name drop one of our kids, but if she is upset with her sister, we'll just like look directly at her sister and pray for <laughs> everything she can think of except for her sister's name. Cupca- Thank you, God, for cupcakes and for my well, teacher. I, I say the, 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 kids, all that, the kids in that are perfectly adorable. Yeah, it's they Ted Cruz repeatedly coaching them. Right. Take one, say grace. Yeah. Take two, kids, say let's, grace. Let's try like again. his kids are great, but well, the yeah, best part is they have no idea what's going on, so they just think that their prayers weren't good enough, right? And so <laughs> he's just on to the next one. All right, God didn't hear that one, you know. Uh, uh, so for category two, for for nominee number two, any moment of this video of Hillary Clinton laughing for ten minutes straight? <laughs> no, ten. Oh, hours, I'm sorry, ten hours straight. Yeah, here's a shortened version of that. Responses <laughs> 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 to some of the things that people are asking and how it would be. <laughs> <laughs> when you pose it like that. When you pose it like that. No, that. <laughs> so then, uh, yeah, ten straight hours of Hillary Clinton uh, laughing. Uh, Donald Trump's. Uh, you really, we could have chosen anything for Donald Trump. I think right. we could have just excerpted some speech, but his. Trump truck vine where he is addressing people in Michigan who happen to be in the trucking industry. You people know a lot about trucks. Ding, bing, 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 bong, bong, bing, 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 bong. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> if, if you know what bing, 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 bong means, you clearly uh, know about trucks. And finally, uh, Jeb, Jeb Bush uh, pleading this, for people to clap great. for him. This president needs to be a lot quieter but send a signal that we're prepared to act in the national security interests of this country to get back in the business of creating a more peaceful world. Please clap. (laughs) Every time I hear that. Start playing the music, start playing the music. This was a landslide. We don't need, this one is a gimme. Yeah, Jeb. Yeah, this is like Leonardo. This is Leonardo DiCaprio at the Oscars. Everyone knew he was going. To. Yeah. yeah, they were all great, but Jeb oh, was just unbelievable. Congratulations, Jeb. Well, next up we have the God, the, the, fourth, the fourth category. That's not how any of this works. The yeah. award for best person confused by something on Facebook. These are actual comments made by the elderly on Facebook. We have them here from Maxine posted on her status. Hello, Benjamin, John, Connie, Sandy, and the rest. I have no comment at this time. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, from Nancy, posted on the Red Lobster. Now, this is real. I had to ask Jesse the if these were real. Red yeah, this is Nancy posting on the wall of Red Lobster. Please get out of my Facebook account. I do not want you posting on my wall. <laughs> Josh wrote on the Walmart wall. Did Jasper quit greeting at the Raleigh Walmart, or is he with the Lord now? <laughs> don't you, don't you, wouldn't you love to be the page administrator for Wal- for the Walmart corporate page just for oh. one day to see these guys? Um, and uh, and finally, uh, from Randy on the wall of the Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> 
<laughs> Randy, Randy Roach, tell Daniel his father loves him. <laughs> so, so just it's a it's a Texas Roadhouse. They're just supposed to call all the Texas Roadhouses. And, and like over the loudspeaker, if there's a Daniel dining with us today, your father loves you. Um, but, but they wrote Randy wrote it like it was a book title. Every word is capitalized. <laughs> so, and this one is actually a little conversation back and forth. Uh, Charles wrote on the Kmart wall. Carol's cat died yesterday, <laughs> which is just vexing to me. I mean, what on earth? Anyhow, then the Kmart people replied, we are so sorry to hear that, Charles. We love kitties so much, they truly become a part of the family. <laughs> to which then somebody named Vincent replied, Earl's guinea pig died last year. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that is just a really intense battle. I know who I would have voted for, but Jesse Carey. Again, this was not even close. Uh, one of the one of them ran away with forty five percent. Almost half the vote went to one. Oh. Eddie, I'm going to let you go ahead and guess because I, I I trust your intuition. Charles there. writing on the Kmart wall. <laughs> Carol's cat died yesterday. It's actually Josh with asking if Jasper the Greeter died. <laughs> <laughs> right. I had to be deaf. I, I was like, I like Maxine the best. Yeah, congratulations, everyone. Yeah. You're, Ooh, all, you're man. all I was pulling losers. for Maxine. That was a great oh, one. I just love that Nancy wanted Red Lobster to get out. Get of out. Get out. Get out. Here. Well, for our yeah. next our next category, we have Go a special guest host, presenter, a longtime friend of the show. Finally. Welcome to the show, Kiki Pound slash Gibbs. Hi, Kiki. Hey. hey. Welcome, Kiki. It is really Welcome. good to have you back. Kiki. I thought I'd been banned forever. This is just because Cameron's not here? Yes. yes. Yeah. That's a good yeah. Dad's yeah. away. She has we a can serious do problem want. with you. He yeah. does not know that we let you on. Yeah. <laughs> Kiki, we haven't seen you or heard your sweet voice since the 10-year show. What's been happening in your life from them to now uh not much i uh okay. i got a parasite oh you got a parasite oh. yeah. congratulations right we're, ke- we're keeping it yeah cool, cool. <laughs> it's a jeremiah you look confused it's I a baby s- oh it's a oh. baby yeah. oh congratulations i didn't make that connection i was like that sounds awful that <laughs> no, but sounds- i think i'll keep it because it's been slimming thing. me down yeah um, <laughs> that's great yes i did how- it's not pleasant but but you know how far along are you are we? Six are we? months. Oh, we just reached viability. So, oh, wow. that's a big deal. Uh, yeah. How how are you choosing like the names in terms of who on the cast you're naming it after? Yeah, because I mean, you have like six really solid options. Yeah, and yeah. Jesse, Jesse will work and, as a boy or a girl. Yeah, and that's yeah. The, the, the yeah difficult things is you know because my name works. I'd for say both Jeremiah genders, also so. works great for both sexes. Jerry, well, like is a problem. It's a boy. We found out it's a boy. Oh. And my my husband and I's argument, biggest argument right now is whether or not it should be Edward Cameron Gibb or mm. Cameron Edward Gibb. <laughs> have, you, have you thought oh. about Tiffany? I think those are both terrible choices. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think those are, I think it's great. I think I like the name Edward a lot. As long as you don't switch it over to Eddie, I keep him Edward. I, I think Edward Gibb is a what about very distinguished name. Edward or Eddie Gibb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Edward or Eddie. Yeah. yeah. At Edward. Eduardo Reddy. Right. Yeah. That's perfect. So Kiki, if you are ready, we would love for you to read the Dope Pope Award nominations. Number one is... First things first, give God the glory. He's the one and only father, no need for Maury. (laughs) (laughs) One, you knew she'd have flow. Because she's Kiki, and that's what she's going to do. Yeah. Two, uh, you had a brush with... I wasn't expecting the the, the fire delivery there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You had a brush with Catholicism, have you not? (laughs) Yeah, three years now. Well, congratulations. How's this going to fare with your, you know, folks... I, I really connected to these, you know, me, me and the Pope, me and Francis hang out a lot. And mm-hmm. uh, he thought these were cool. He, he helped me, you know, 
with my rhythm. Yeah, with yeah. your with your delivery. That's great. Awesome. Yeah, I called I called up Frank before this, and he said, "Go for it, man." He <laughs> said, <"Paul> yeah. <laughs> "Well, let's pray to the saint of rhyming and continue on." Great. Yeah, number two. All right. Number two uh, is I murder these bars like Cain did Abel. Better call me Charlie because I'm surrounded by angels. Oh, Yay! mixing religion and pop culture. Yeah. Wow. wow. Nice job, Bunny Rabbit. Very How's it going? good. Yeah. All right. Number three. Battle skills got the papal seal. You know the deal. I keep it real. No ceilings on the Pope mobile. <laughs> wow. That was a hard one to flow, and you nailed it. That was wow. hard to flow because it could have ended like three times, and he just set, kept getting doper. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Years years of listening to Big Willie style, the only rap CD I was allowed to have, <laughs> yeah. have really prepared me. It has, it has, oh, it has it's paid fully prepared off. you for a lot of things in life. Gosh, of yeah. all the CD, of all, that was the only one they let you have. Na 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 na. Yeah, no, my my mom apparently read some article where he said he didn't like to cuss, and she gifted me this one <laughs> secular CD I was allowed to have, and it well, was Big Willie. Yeah, I guess you can call it a gifting. Yeah. What are you What are you going to do with Edward? Are you going to let him listen to mostly anything he wants? Yeah, probably. Just let him loose on the streets. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm it like, she's already way. putting headphones on her belly and playing Eminem. You <laughs> <know>? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number four. Uh, God had a mixtape. He named it the Bible. Jesus had a rap crew. He called it Disciples. That was oh. great, that was great. <laughs> nice. That's a hot hot track. <laughs> number five. Coldest rapper ever to call Rome my home. Rhyme so real, Moses could set him in stone. Oh, oh. drop that mic. <laughs> Yeah, that that is the the mic dropper, Kiki. I want to know your. This was a, a very tight race in the voting. I yeah. want to know what what is your prediction for the hottest fire beat Pope bar uh, from this hashtag? Which one and do you think won? My prediction, and I, I spent a lot of time studying these, and right. I, I I wanted to go with the no ceilings on the Pope mobile number three. That yeah. that would have been my call. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah. number three is this her one, This one it was a, this is this was really a dark horse. Came out of nowhere. Uh, God had a mixtape. He named it the Bible. Jesus had a rap crew. He called it disciples. Oh. It's straightforward. You can incorporate it into your Sunday school message. I right. think that's why people went for. It. I think it's because it's the most cross denominational. Yeah. 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 It's least divisive. I wouldn't have get. I would have guessed that dead last. I think the last one was Dang. great. The yeah. coldest rapper. Yeah. 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 Well, with the next uh, category, the "You've Got to Be Kidding Me" award for people who thought the Onion headlines were real. <laughs> Kiki, take it away. All right, the headline. This dad loved his children so much, he got eye enlargement surgery so he could look at them more. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Clearly a joke. Yeah. Clearly a joke. However. Can you believe this news story? <laughs> This man and the docs are idiots. God provide the right size eyes. He could have lost his vision and then what? Fools. <laughs> that's unbelievable. That's amazing. I love it because the person that's commenting that is like, I'm going to show everyone on my Facebook feed not only how well informed I am, yeah. but my, my true convictions for yeah. a story like this. Oh, oh man. Smart. That's All amazing. right, number two. 42 million dead in bloodiest Black Friday weekend on record. <laughs> if the marxist left see this every friday will be black friday so then they can control the population (laughs) conspiracy theory Uh, i got dark burning with hate yeah number three this nonprofit took the world's last northern white rhino on a (laughs) (laughs) so this nonprofit took the world's last white rhino (laughs) 
on an unforgettable trip to Six Flags. And someone thought that was real. Uh, Comment, so stupid. That's ridiculous manta of money to bring a rhino to a theme park. Definitely not in the rhino's best interest. Very sad. Very sad. It's the very sad at the end that you know that was a real comment. Very sad. Yeah, very sad. That's the end of every Donald Mm -hmm. Trump tweet. Very sad. Very sad. (laughs) (laughs) All right, number four. Dick Van Dyke finally confesses to the Zodiac killing. <laughs> Comet called it. <laughs> called it. Called it. Somebody <laughs> had a theory. <laughs> okay. All right. Number five. Headline. Terrified Johnny Depp unable to remove Tonto makeup. <laughs> Comment. This is not good. He's also one of my favorite actors. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. I love that the person's primary concern isn't for Johnny Depp's health here. Right. That he yeah. can't remove this makeup for, for the, the role in The Lone Ranger. But that... <laughs> All future Johnny Depp movies are ruined because he is this person's favorite actor. Except for Tonto follow-ups. Right, yeah. 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 He can do as many Lone Ranger sequels right. as, as he needs to because the makeup's on there. Uh, uh, Kiki, what's your prediction for the winner? For, for, the, uh, for the Onion man, Six Flags. That Rhino going to Six Flags. Yeah, yeah. Dick Van, I'm going to go Dick Van Dyke. Dick Van Dyke? Yeah, it's hard to know. I want number one. All right, Jesse. Kiki is correct. Yes. This wow. nonprofit yes. took the world's largest, last northern white rhino to an unforgettable trip to oh, Six Flags. I will say, the person's comment is really what made yeah. that entire one really sad. good. Very sad. <laughs> what Man. has happened to our world? Why? Who gave money to these people? <laughs> <laughs> well, Kiki, thank you so much for being such an incredible Kiki. guest host and Kiki, presenter. When are, when are we due? Uh, June. 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 All right. Call, call us every day. All right. Yeah. Thanks, Kiki. We'll see you next time. Bye, Good luck with you, baby. Bye, Our Kiki. next category, the Swag Master Award for Best Tweet. The Donald Trump slash Kanye West edition, as read by our very own Joy Reid. <laughs> All right, here we go, folks. Uh, this first one is from Kanye. I think he's trying to be funny. Right. Uh, do you know where to find a marble conference table? I'm looking to have a conference. Not until I get the table, though. <laughs> um, number two is from Trump. The cheap 12-inch square marble tiles behind speaker at the UN always bothered me. I will replace with beautiful large marble slabs if they ask me. <laughs> I love it if they ask me. Yeah, yeah. Like, they, so ask much. they were like holding hands during that tweet. They're both yeah. marble related. Know, yeah, so kind. Um, all right, number three is from Kanye. He said, this is this should have a hashtag of rich people tweets. Um, fur pillows are hard to actually sleep on. <laughs> so true. Well, that's true. So true. Uh, very sad. Next up from Trump. Sorry, losers and haters, but my IQ is one of the highest, and you all know it. Please don't feel so stupid or insecure. It's not your fault. <laughs> very, oh, sad. Uh, very, very sad. Very sad. Very sad. Very sad. Uh, Kanye says... Sometimes I push the door close button on people running towards the elevator. I just need my own elevator sometimes. My seven floor sanctuary. <laughs> Who can blame the man? I do that. I honestly do that every time I step into an elevator. Yeah. I push that button. I, but I don't do it because I'm looking for alone time. I do it because it's hilarious. Right. <laughs> you hear feet like running to catch it. You're like, <laughs> suckers. All right. Here's Trump for the win. Uh, I've never seen a thin person drinking Diet Coke. <laughs> Ironically. Oh, so special. Yeah. Um, Kanye says, I could never do stand-up because I tell jokes better when I'm sitting. Yowza. Oh, that is that's a, a dad joke from Kanye yeah, West. I was going to say he officially became a dad with that <laughs> yeah. one. Um, Trump says, thanks. 
Many are saying I'm the best 140 character writer in the world. It's easy when it's fun. <laughs> it's easy I when it's fun. Wow, that's like anything. I feel like that was like a really trying to be genuine yeah, there. I don't understand great. the world anymore after those. Yeah. This is the tightest one yet, but I think we all know. It's the sometimes I push the, the elevator door closed <laughs> and people running towards it. By sociopath Kanye West. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, congratulations, both, Kanye. Both qualified to be president, yeah. by the yeah. way. Yeah. Um, all right, Tiffany. All right. So next category, we have theologian names that would also work as great cat names. Ooh. <laughs> so our first one is Smith Wigglesworth. Ooh, nice. Which, if you felt pretty saucy, you could just start calling him Mr. Wigglesworth. That's true. Uh, <laughs> second, we have Chesterton. <laughs> A great tabby. Great, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gregory the Great. What's Come that on, one? Eddie. What's that waiting. one sound like, no, Eddie? Sh- keep going. Okay. Kierkegaard. <laughs> <laughs> and last, we have Dietrich von Hiltenbrand. I, I am a cat. I am a little cat. <laughs> <laughs> that one can talk. <laughs> that one can talk. It's a kind of a cartoony. This this one should be obvious. It's Smith Bigglesworth. Oh, of course. <laughs> right. you, can't, you can't lose against Mr. Bigglesworth. You cannot. <laughs> All right, and reading our next category, Best Super Expensive Church Worship Service Accessory. All right. Man, whoo, number one, the shimmering <laughs> praise flag. I love it. Whoo, playing Hillsong, praise flag. Number two, an old gray overhead projector. Whoo. Number three, a flesh. Fl- I, can't, I can't do this one in that voice. A flesh colored wireless mic worn on the face. I don't see what's wrong with that. That was, that was a great one. Yeah. I will tell you, I was adamantly opposed to ever wearing one of these. And then I started to like speak at different places and they're like oh that's all we've got and you got to be cool about it yeah and the first time i put it on i thought yeah i felt exactly like i thought i'd feel right now with a mic <laughs> on my face like a nerd number four shofar and number five a huge glass drum case Woo, love it <laughs> <laughs> oh okay sure now play the music <laughs> it's a shofar the shofar oh, oh, we, the show far house we really yeah. should blow it's, a shofar yeah, come on we it's all the know. mascot of yeah. our show Jesse, why don't you do us a favor and close the show out with the last category, Best Only Semi-Ironic Christian Parody <laughs> Music Video. Take it away. <laughs> Number one, <laughs> Baby Got Book. <laughs> I like big bubbles and I cannot lie. You Christian brothers can't deny. Uh, when a girl walks in with a KJV and a bookmark in Proverbs, you get stoked. Got a name <laughs> place, you know this girl is saved. It looks like one of those large ones with plenty of space in the margins. Oh, baby. I want to read with you Cause your Bible's got pictures My minister tried to console me But that book you got makes Me so holy That is just <laughs> there, There's just no way that who, Whatever church did this Also didn't do the uh, the church signs Like there's gotta be crossover between the categories Like that one physically hurts my soul yeah. I loved it to. I loved every, I love it but, we, but we're just getting started here Because oh, man. <laughs> you haven't heard The Thrift Shop Christian Remake testimony in my left no smelling so sweet girls beside hugging me shoes be flying up I'm washing people's feet oh uh, I, 
but I'm a servant, baby. I think this kind of stuff is hilarious as opposed to like last night I flipped onto the Christian radio station when I was driving and there was some song where you could tell they were literally trying to sound like Macklemore. You know, but it was yeah. like a legit it's all, Christian but, too far, but, Too far, Joy. Yeah, not lesser of two evils. I think they're both garbage. I no, think they're all well, garbage. I mean, they're <laughs> what, th- this next one takes it to a new level because I feel like the first two conceptually are pretty easy to wrap your head around. One right. is just about going to church. The other one is about Bibles. This one is about a couple that's delaying marriage counseling <laughs> and, and they decided to present this as a Taylor Swift parody. I like to complain. Ugh. Never go on dates. Ugh. <laughs> get home from work too late. You know, that's what my wife say. Mm-hmm. That's what my wife say. Mm-hmm. And we keep whining. Can't stop, won't stop crying. Okay, this is bad. This is bad. This <laughs> Just wait. Is gonna last because all we do is fight. But God offers us some help, help, help. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you, 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 you just have to fade this out. <laughs> this is an assault to all of it. Joy, should I send this to your parents for the next Love and Respect conference? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> What's so bad is it, it's like they don't even have sentences that are correct. That's what husbands say. That's what, that husband. what happened said. It is <laughs> so it's an a for effort. painful. Okay, so the final, <laughs> this is a, such a dated reference. This song came and went so fast, but we still enjoy the parody, Christian style. Oh. Mm. Working Christian style. <laughs> Christian style. <laughs> We are disciples of Christ, and we aren't afraid I, to show I, it. I we love Jesus Christ, and we are not afraid to show it. Eddie's headphones are out. This is the, the land. worst. <laughs> on the street, and that's as far as we can. Out I, here in the world, buying people coffee. Out here in the world, <laughs> shoveling people's walkways. Out here in the world, watching people <laughs> make it. Out here in the world. Gonna make it right. Showing kindness. So important. Oh my god, auto tune. <laughs> hey! And to you. Hey! It's uh, just a world. We gotta get to the chorus. Jesus love them, but not he died for you and me. And when we share the love of Christ, oh yes, we share the love of Christ. We are free, free, Working Christian style. Uh, uh, I just, this is oh no out there in the Christian world shoveling this is the wor- driveway. The world just the, the world just laughs at us. It just it's it's really we're laughing with everybody. We're laughing too. Really, Eddie, I feel like you got a lot of enjoyment out of that category, so I'm gonna let you predict the winner. It was it was the oh, landslide. It oh, wasn't even close. Oh, oh I, that is really hard. I, I, the Macklemore one, and it was all awful. It's Christian style. Jer- Jer- Jeremiah, play a clip from, a- and we'll close us out on this. Like baby got book. Oh, 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 why didn't I take that? Of course. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for attending the 2016 Oscars Not This Award. I want to thank Squarespace and all the listeners. Thank you, Kiki. Thank you, everyone who joined us. We'll see you next year. We're sorry. Stay tuned. Up next, Andrew Peterson.
You're listening to Gallant. The song is Bourbon. Well, Andrew Peterson is a talented singer and songwriter who's just released a new album called The Burning Edge of Dawn, which debuted number two on Billboard's current contemporary Christian top albums chart, and it was his highest charting record to date. Critics have given strong reviews for the album, even naming Peterson as one of the foremost singers and songwriters around. I recently spoke with Andrew about his new record and his writing process, and he gave me an inside look at a few of his favorite tracks. So without any further ado, here's a part of my conversation with Andrew Peterson. So, Andrew, tell me a little bit about this new album. It seems like it's a bit of a departure for you, or it's, you know, the next step in your evolution. And and I'd love to hear what you were thinking as you stepped into the studio and how you approached this record as opposed to what you've done in the past. The, the new album is called The Burning Edge of Dawn, which was... Uh maybe the hardest I've ever had to work to find an album title uh, huh. on one of my records. Usually there's a wow. a lyric that immediately jumps out and I go, ooh, that's a cool record title. But this one, I right. uh, the whole album was finished and I, I had was looking through the lyrics for weeks trying to find a title. And uh, and I found it because um, I, I kept circling back around to this idea that the, this record was made at the, end, at the very tail end of a really depressing season in my life and uh i just i'm like 41 now i don't feel 41 on the inside but when i look in the mirror i'm like who is that wrinkly dude <laughs> uh and and so i i don't know i feel th- there's a lot of weariness and um you know the the honeymoon uh is over as far as being a touring songwriter um like i still i love the moments when i'm on the stage at a good show it's mm. that will never get old but so I find myself slogging my guitar through airports going, how long am I going to be doing this? <laughs> you know, like yeah. kind of wondering like, am I, what, what am I going to, when I'm 60, am I still going to be slogging my guitar? Maybe, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it depends on a lot of things, but so this record was made, uh, at the tail end of my last book, which was the, the conclusion of this, kind of epic fantasy series that I was writing. So it was like this 500 page book that mm. wrapped up this 10 year long writing project that I had. And I was just creatively spent. I had nothing. I didn't have any songs, but the label wanted me to go into the studio. And so I went into the studio with my buddy, Gabe Scott, the producer and said, I have exactly one song <laughs> and we have to turn this record in, in two months. And, uh, wow. which was terrifying. Sure. I mean, I'm not like a, Ryan Adams songwriter who can just crank out song after song after song. It takes me a long time uh, and a lot of thinking and effort, you know? And so I was really scared going into this record. And, uh, and I remember the very first day I played him the one song that I had and he was like, what else you got? And I said, I don't have anything else. He's like, any musical ideas? And I was like, nothing. And he goes, (laughs) I said, but I do have this fantasy novel that I just finished if you want to read it. And so he, uh, he said, okay, well pick a key. And I said, E flat? And he goes, okay. And he spun around in his swivel chair and he pulled up Pro Tools and he started working on it with his 
keyboard and by the end of the day we had the beginning of a song and uh and that's kind of how this whole record worked we just built the music and then i would go into another room of the studio and try to find the lyric and so what happened was the the album ended up being um probably more present like more immediate sounding than anything i've ever done in that i didn't have much choice other than to write about exactly what garbage is going on in my life right now hmm. and it turns out that in the middle of all of this kind of depression that I've been going through, um, there's a whole lot of joy. And it was like the irony to me is that I wrote this song in February in Nashville, which is one of the most depressing times in the world uh, to be in <laughs> yeah. Nashville. And uh, at the end, in the middle of a depressing season in my adult life, and the, the album, when I listen to it, is the most joyful thing that I've ever written. And so uh, mm. The Burning Edge of Dawn, uh, it hopefully conveys this idea that it's about the sun coming up after a long, painful season. So tell me about the opening track, The Dark Before the Dawn. I know this is the first one that you wrote for the record and the first one you brought in the studio, but what some people may not know is you actually wrote this in kind of a, a season of depression. Uh, I don't know if um, if it was like clinical depression, but it was like a long, like year-long season of just, you know, crying without knowing why I'm crying, um, you know, asking my counselor, like, what's happening to me, you know? And uh, part of it's the fact that I turned 40 last year and I'm 41 now. And I'm kind of going through this weird season where it feels like everything is, nothing is familiar. I thought that everything would be familiar and nothing is. And so throughout this season, my wife, Jamie, has been this voice of uh, encouragement where she, she keeps looking at me and kind of grabbing my chin and pointing my face at hers and saying, something good is coming. Something good is coming. I know this feels like you're lost, but something good is coming. And, uh, and so The Dark Before the Dawn was written in the middle of that season, this, this prayer, kind of a lament, I guess, that, uh, that something new would happen, <laughs> that, that a change would come, and, uh, and, which is kind of what the whole album is about. At the burning edge of dawn. So my one safe place is uh, the unabashed love song on this album. I wrote this for um, my sweet wife. We've been married for 20 years, and the uh, I mentioned in the last song description that she's been this like solid, encouraging voice in my life, and uh, especially in the last few years, she's 
she's reminded me of what's important again and again. And, uh, and so I was standing in line, Gabe, the producer had given me this little guitar part and, uh, I had it on my voice memos and I was listening to it, trying to find a melody or find a, a lyric that could fit with this guitar part. And I stopped by uh, an Indian restaurant <laughs> on the way to the studio and I was standing in line waiting on my chicken tikka masala and, uh, and had my phone up to my ear with my eyes closed, waiting on them to call my name. And, uh, and I got the, uh, the lyric, the opening lyric is, uh, you're my oasis, the eye of the hurricane. One look at your face is all I need to remember my name. And, uh, and I really liked the way that it settled into the, into the guitar part. So I got my Indian food and I rushed back to the studio and I played it for Gabe and he liked it. And he was like, so what is the song about? Is it about Jamie or is it about, is it like a God song? And I was like, I don't know. I guess it could be a love song and it could be a song about, you know, God's voice in my life, whatever. And so I finally realized that it didn't matter uh, that I could write the song about my wife's uh, encouragement and the fact that she is this uh, has been this solid voice of love in my life and that could be just as much about God as it could be about her um, because of this sacramental view of the world like um, the the idea that all of creation is brimming with God's presence and pictures of his truth and his beauty uh, why in the world couldn't that be couldn't my wife be one of them one of the chief ways that he is speaking to me about his love so I run away Yes, I run away home I believe in the love of the Father And I believe in the power of grace I believe that He brought us together And you are my one safe place My one safe place My one safe That was Andrew Peterson. His new album, The Burning Edge of Dawn, is available everywhere music is sold or streamed. Stay tuned. Up next, feedback. You're listening to Jack Garrett. The song is Worry featuring Anderson Puck. Well, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, Eddie brought a slice. Within, with Shauna. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, she did not have anything yeah, to do with this. Yeah, yeah the, basically the slice was... Well, I'm sure you've all heard about it or seen it in visions, but like monkeys are starting to uh, play this game where they like throw rocks into piles for no apparent reason. Right. Some people theorize, and I think this was actually where Jesse was going with it, that this is the beginning of the end. Some people right. think they're just playing a game. Sure. Either way, the question of the week was, what is happening? Why yeah. are the monkeys piling up these rocks? Uh, and now you what, do yeah, that yeah. thing. What are the apes trying to accomplish by mm -hmm. stacking the rocks? Uh, you submitted some of your theories on Twitter and at the podcast page at relevantmagazine.com. And here are a few of our favorites. Okay. So <laughs> I got an actual full email from Matt McAfee. 
and uh, who said, I have several, well, I won't read the whole email. The fact is, you said it perfectly. This is the beginning of the end. May God have mercies on our souls. Yeah. Theory number one, the monkeys have invented a sport much like that, which we humans know as basketball. He continued to talk about that sport. Obviously, that is a terrible theory. Theory number two, which I actually thought was a pretty interesting theory. The monkeys have developed some sort of religious activity that idolizes trees. Sure. Rocks are obviously the sacrifices made to appease the tree gods and right. thank them for their provision of bananas hey, and his- transportation and housing. I hope you find these theories eye-opening. <laughs> and then he went on to say something that was really important, Matt did. Please continue to do your part to share with the world about revelation revelations well so i just i thought that was a really good fan feedback and yeah he's probably right yeah, yeah be the change you want to see in the world thanks matt i like what ross king said <laughs> he goes dude i could totally get eddie to do a slice about me you name the props and i'll make it happen said the ape <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> addison Clever. just three words that that totally it's all clicking now tower of babel it's, it's oh. so clear. It's so mm-hmm. obvious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's funny is I just saw we, we, that was on our Rob Bell episode. And that was, I think, the first yeah. piece of feedback we got, which is Tower of Babel. And I didn't make the connection that they were talking about the apes. And I thought they were talking about the Rob Bell interview. And I had the hardest time trying to figure out what they were referring to. Well, well speaking of which, uh, Denny Robert just said, I don't know why he would left this in the feedback page. The interview with Rob Bell starts one hour in for anyone searching. Who's looking? <laughs> Everyone wants to listen to the entire episode, Denny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there, there's a lot more online. If you want to connect with us, you can go to uh, Twitter at Relevant Podcast and submit your thoughts, questions, comments, concerns, and compliments. Yes. And now it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. So in classic Joy fashion, she opened up her slice by asking us a question. <laughs> this week, the question had something to do with, have you had a weird or crazy job interview? Eddie had to uh, sell a printer to the guy who was interviewing him. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. So this week, the question is, what are your weird or crazy job interview experiences? Mm-hmm. So you can reply to us with these stories. You can go to our podcast page at relevantmagazine.com slash podcast mm-hmm. and write your responses there or connect with us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and uh, throw some stories at us. Maybe you'll end up getting as podcast famous as one Cameron String. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace. Start your free trial today with no credit card required at squarespace.com. When you decide to sign up for Squarespace, make sure to use the offer code RELEVANT to get 10% off your first purchase. Um, thank you to Kiki yeah. Gibbs slash yeah. Pounds for coming on and uh, deciding to name her kid. Uh, I think it was Jeremiah. That's what she landed on. I don't think she would. Uh, do it that. seems like that's what it was. We can all agree I think she, I think she was going to name him first name Dunlap. Right, right. <laughs> Dunlap, Dunlap Gibbs Pounds. Dunlap. Um, and also thanks to Andrew Peterson. His new album, The Burning Edge of Dawn, is out everywhere. Music is sold or streamed. Hey, connect with us on YouTube. We've got all kinds of great videos, performances, interviews. I was just talking to someone the other day who said, oh, you're part of Relevant. I love their YouTube channel. I watch all their videos. Huh. Interesting. Well, you can connect with us there at YouTube.com. I don't feel like you felt that was interesting. No, I didn't care. Uh, <laughs> YouTube.com slash Relevant. just wrote a little note. Yeah. <laughs> Next thing. Also, subscribe to our Spotify playlist. All you have to do is search for Relevant, and you'll see our name and little logo pop up with a little blue check by it. I will say, I'm not good with technology, but I figured that out, and it's oh, worth it. Oh, joy. Great. You, you guys know music well we try hey speaking of music the newest issue of the magazine is out it's our music issue it's seriously one of my favorite issues that we've done yeah um head over to relevantmagazine.com and subscribe it's only a buck a month and you get to download the ipad version of it which uh 
uh, Cameron says is the best thing we do. Which always hurts me a little bit uh, because I kind of like this podcast, but we've talked about that before. Yeah, we know this is better than that. But hey, <laughs> yeah. you know. Hey, Jeremiah, I just want to make an offer. As I'm looking at you, you're standing there with a the relevant sign behind you. It's white. It's nice. If you want me to make that into something marble... I would love. It. I don't want to push it on you, but I'm just thinking about it. Yeah, well, I'll uh, send you an only email. If, only if you're invited to, to yeah. bring it. Right, all if you stuff. want to. Yeah. So, very sad. All right. Well, that'll do it for this week's show. I'm Jeremiah Dunlap. I am Eddie Egrich. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joy Egrich Reed. I'm Jesse Carey. For Cameron Strang, who is world traveling, and Tiffany Brunson, who just had to go to class. We'll see you next week. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Getting jiggy with it. Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast. Connect with us on Twitter, at Relevant Podcast, and get bonus material from this episode and more at the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com. And don't forget to check the magazine out. It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store, or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe. the fever for the flavor of a crowd pleaser. DJ play another from the prisoners, your highness. Only bad chicks riding my whip. South to the west, to the east, to the north. Bump my hips and watch them go off, go off. But yes, yes, sure. And you don't stop in the winter order. I mix it high, getting jiggy with them. They saw my sign spinning skills and were like, dude, that, that guy can do anything. Hire him immediately.